0: Shalom. We are so glad you're joining us on this episode of Our Hope. We created this podcast as a resource for followers of Yeshua, where they can learn more about Israel, the Bible, and the Jewish community. Together, we discuss messianic apologetics, dive into Scripture, and hear stories from Jewish believers in Jesus. If you've enjoyed our podcast series, please consider supporting us at ourhopepodcast.com support. You could also help us by sharing this podcast on social media, talking about it with your friends and family, or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. We are so grateful for you, and we hope this episode of Our Hope is both enlightening and encouraging.
1: Welcome to Our Hope a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this podcast, you will hear inspiring testimonies, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Wherever you're listening, we hope you lean in, listen closely, and be blessed. At this time of year, the word peace seems to be everywhere. Signs in shop windows or twinkly lights on someone's house may display the word. You may hear about peace on earth and songs on the radio, or you may receive a card from a family member wishing you joy and peace in the new year. There is something about the holiday season that causes many of us to feel a little happier and act a little kinder to the people around us. We begin to wonder if perhaps peace truly is possible. However, the hope of the holiday season will soon be swallowed up by the trials of everyday life after January 1st. We go back to school and work, and we struggle to be peacemakers both at home and out in the world. But what if there is more to peace than just our human efforts? What if God himself brought peace to earth? In this week's episode, we are going to explore the hope-filled prophecy of Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, which speak about a special child who is called, among many titles, the Prince of Peace. Joining us for this episode is our Southwest Regional Director, Olivier Melnick. I now introduce the host of our Hope Podcast, Abe Vasquez.
2: Shalom, everyone. Welcome to Our Hope. This is Abe Vasquez. I am so glad to be with you once again. Uh, We had a wonderful week the past week. We had an event, a virtual event called Advent Through Jewish Eyes, and it was absolutely fantastic. And you can go to our YouTube channel, find us Chosen People Ministries on YouTube, and you can watch it again. It was amazing. We had Dr. Brown, we had Dr. Uh, Redelnik, and of course, Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. So check it out. Uh, We would love for you to, to watch. It, it was really, really beautiful. But today we have a really fun guest. He's one of my favorite people, uh, Olivier Melnick. He is from France, moved to many places in, in the uh, in the United States, but he was previously in Seattle, and now he is. I can't call him a Texan because he hasn't been there long enough. Um, Most people from Texas would have a problem with that. But he lives in Texas. (laughs) We can say that much. Uh, Olivier, welcome to Our Hope once again.
3: Well, it's good to be with you. Thank you for inviting me again. And by the way, you know, the the lady, when she did my driver's license, she said, you are now officially a Texan. And I said, I'm sorry. I just can't say that quite yet. So she called (laughs) me a Texan, but uh, too soon. You gotta earn
2: it. You gotta earn it.
3: <laughs> yes. Well, you know, tell VA. you what, I, yeah, I, I, did, I did earn some of it uh, for Hanukkah. We had a party, and I barbecued. I smoked a seventeen-pound brisket. Whoa! Oh, wow! So that earned me some stars. some brownie points for the state of Texas because I got to up my game on the barbecue in this state.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, (laughs) you're in Texas, you have to. Well, that is awesome. Um, Congratulations on the move and all. We're just excited about all that God is doing in your life um, and and in your wife's life. And so we'll continue to pray for you as you minister out there in Texas. Um, I have a question for you. What, this is a little bit different. What is
3: your favorite movie? Ooh. Okay, that comes... Okay, so I I, I have... Well, I I don't have to think uh, too hard. I have my... I've had for the last 20 years my top three favorite movies okay and I really I, I really cannot separate them because they're very different so I don't really have a favorite but and and one of them might surprise our our, our listeners because it might not be the most Christian movie. <laughs> the, so the three the three movies that are really have, have affected me and really are my favorite is Schindler's List. Mm. The Godfather part one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Casablanca. Wow. Oh, I love Casablanca. With, classics. With um, Humphrey with Bogart, yes. That's those three classics, they're very different. Uh, uh, but they, they're my three all-time favorite movies.
2: Awesome. That is great. Very classics. And I won't say it shows your age or anything, but, you know, um, it, it's... Well, uh... <laughs> uh,
3: let, me put, let me put it this way. I did not see Casablanca when it came out. Okay, okay, good. Yes.
2: (laughs) Well, let's jump in again this season. We've been talking about all things messianic prophecies, and um, we've had some wonderful guests. We've talked about some beautiful prophecies. Um, And today we're going to talk about one that was really perfect for the season we're in. You know, um, Mm -hmm. we're in Advent, we're in, we're approaching, you know, Christmas. For those who celebrate Christmas and, um, you know, we're going to focus on this, uh, this passage, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. And of course, you know, this season we've been practicing listening to these scriptures. So, Nicole, would you please bless us again with uh, reading this passage?
1: So this is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders
2: Uh, Olivier, can you walk us through what each one means?
3: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I I call this the uh, the Christmas Messianic prophecy, and uh, I've already gotten one card. with that? Uh, I mean, every year, everybody gets a card with that scripture, oh, yeah. and it, it is it is actually quite controversial, mm-hmm. uh, especially not so much for 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 evangelicals, but for Jewish people, because uh, those titles. Seem to be indicating that the son, the child that will be born, the son that will be given, it seems to indicate that it's describing God. Mm-hmm. And of course, for for Jewish people, uh, how can you speak of a human and a God in the same in the same sentence? Right. And uh, and in Jewish people automatically will say, uh, "Man cannot become God." I had that happen to me many times in in, in conversation, which of course I I agree. In, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, it's really, as we'll see in a little bit later, it's really God becoming man. But those titles, uh, especially the first one, the first one is Wonderful Counselor in the Hebrew, Pele Yoetz. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the most troubling one for Jewish people because the word Pele, Wonderful, is, I think it's used, uh, there's like seven or nine other examples of that word in the Old Testament. Every time, it only describes the wonderful uh, character of God. It's never ever used for uh, to describe a human being. Hmm. And years ago, when I lived in Seattle, I went to, uh, to a synagogue to learn conversational Hebrew, just to take some classes with a couple of friends of mine. So we got there, and uh, we started the class and we, you know, the, the teacher was uh, one of the rabbis. He was very nice. The first time, the first day I got there, I said, listen, by the way, I'm, I'm Jewish. I believe that Yeshua, Jesus is the Messiah. I'm not going to bother you with that unless you're interested, but I want you to know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And um, so he said, whatever, that's fine. Let's do Hebrew. So we did this for a few weeks. <laughs> and then one day I say, can you in your Bible read for me Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 and give me your translation? So he said, sure. So he pulled his Bible, he read he read Isaiah 9 6, and I said, Please give me your, your understanding of it because you speak Hebrew, I don't. And he started reading it, and when he got to Wonderful Counselor in the Hebrew, he stopped in his Bible. He stopped and he said, That's not possible. I said, What do you mean? He said, That's not possible. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, he looks at me and he goes, You're good. Said, well, what, what, what do you mean? he said i i don't like this this is not possible and then he went on to explain you cannot use this word of a human being i said it's your bible it's not mine and Mm -hmm. from that day on we only did hebrew and we never talked about god again he was not really happy with me but I, I'm, I'm certain that I planted I try to do that respectfully, of course, but I try to plant seeds of doubt in people's mind when it comes to what what is their established understanding of scripture and they just go with it. They don't think it further or they glaze over and they just don't pay attention. And on that one, when Jewish people are aware of The meaning of Pele in the Pele Yoetz, the first title, they're extremely uncomfortable and they have no answer for it. The guy was wow. teaching Hebrew wow. in his own Bible, he, he said it's not possible. I don't know if he ignored it before or never mm-hmm. looked at it. I don't know, but that was really telling. Wow. So that's that's the first uh, the first title, the Pele Yoetz, uh wonderful counselor. Uh basically all of those titles they seem to to describe god the second one el gibor mighty god uh, obviously you know never use of a, of a human being and eternal father aviad or it's more like father of eternity i mean mm-hmm. a, a man cannot be the father of eternity those are all right. titles that are that seem to describe god the only one that could be used for either god or man Interchangeably in other passages of the Old Testament is Prince of Peace, which, of mm-hmm. course, we know from we know from other places in uh, in the Bible that the Prince of Peace is a title for the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I'd like to say one more thing about those titles, if I may. Uh, yeah. They're so they are so uncomfortable for mainstream Jewish people that in some Jewish translations they don't even translate them. Mm. Oh wow. It, it's it's just amazing. I hold in my hand here you know, the Jerusalem Bible which is a uh, one version of the Bible which has English and Hebrew on 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 either side of the text and it's it's translated by scholars. They know Hebrew. I mean they're Hebrew scholars, and when it comes yeah. to Isaiah 9:6, you're not going to believe this. I'm reading the English right here next to the Hebrew letters. This is the English. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government is upon his shoulder, and his name is called Peleyo et el gibor Aviad Sar shalom. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, we have a transliteration of the Hebrew on the next page, but not a translation because all of a sudden Mm. they could not come up with an explanation they they, they forgot what to say in english Mm. it's what what it's telling you here is that it is so uncomfortable that they'd rather not translate it because it they don't want to connect the human aspect and the divine aspect of this person
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so in a
3: very in a very A very common Bible translation for Jewish people, it is not even translated. And in the Tanakh, in the uh, JPS Jewish Publication Society Tanakh, it has they embellished the translation. A son has been given to us. Authority has settled on the shoulders. He has been named. The mighty God is planning grace. The eternal Father, a peaceable ruler. That's not Mm. even in the text. Mm. That's not even in the text. Two. very common Jewish translations, and we don't have the exact translation of the Hebrew because it's that uncomfortable, because it describes both God and man in the same person.
1: We'll be right back. There are many passages in the Bible that speak about the Messiah, but how can we understand them? Isaiah 53 Explained written by Chosen People Ministries president, Dr. Mitch Glazer, is a great resource for those who are searching for truth and looking to have a relationship with God. This book contains testimonies, a list of messianic prophecies, and an in-depth look at how we can receive atonement for our sins. Download the ebook for free at isaiah53.com today.
0: Shalom. We are so glad you're joining us on this episode of Our Hope. We created this podcast as a resource for followers of Yeshua, where they can learn more about Israel, the Bible, and the Jewish community. Together, we discuss messianic apologetics dive into scripture, and hear stories from Jewish believers in Jesus. If you've enjoyed our podcast series, please consider supporting us at chosenpeople.com donate. Again, that's chosenpeople.com donate. You could also help us by sharing this podcast on social media, talking about it with your friends and family, or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. We are so grateful for you, and we hope this episode of Our Hope is both enlightening and encouraging.
1: yeah, I know that it can be difficult for Jewish people, especially to wrap their mind around how this person could be both God and man. Um, One thing that we notice about this passage, it's hard to tell exactly where it takes place in the biblical timeline. Would you say this would be considered an end times passage, particularly from a Jewish perspective?
3: Well, uh, it has a it has a messianic implication. If you believe if you believe it's speaking of the Messiah, it obviously is speaking of the coming of the Messiah when he will be born and come on earth. From a Jewish perspective, the Messiah hasn't arrived yet. From a Christian perspective or Messianic Jewish perspective, it would, uh, it, it, you know, he will come back a second time. This seems to be speaking of the birth of a, of a child, the birth of a, of a, of a, of a human being. Uh, but the second part of the verse speaks of him ruling on the throne of David. So mm-hmm. that's definitely speaking of the messianic age, which we are not in yet. So being either for Jewish people, mainstream Judaism, or for us believers, the messianic kingdom, uh, which we also uh, call the millennial kingdom, has not mm-hmm. uh, started, It has not arrived. Some people believe it's some semi-started within evangelicals, but I would say that Uh, As long as Yeshua is at the right hand of the Father in heaven, I take a literal approach that the kingdom cannot start until Yeshua reigns from the throne of David in Mm. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So I think it has an implication for the the coming kingdom, uh, which Mm -hmm. will be uh, inaugurated after the seven-year tribulation, which has not started yet.
2: Yeah, so if we're not in the messianic kingdom yet, and we know that because there's no peace on earth, right? Yeah. but Jewish people also make the argument Jesus could not be the Messiah because there's no peace on earth. So what would you say to a Jewish person who in this Christmas time, um, as we're in this passage, as they see these passages and things like that, and they bring up that argument with us,
3: what, what do we well, say? Well, uh, there is a common belief within Judaism uh, that uh, there will be two uh, two messiah messiah ben joseph and messiah ben david son of joseph and son of david uh and the joseph it's referring to is not the joseph husband of mary but the joseph of egypt i mean the you know the son of uh you know the of the patriarchs and, and and jewish people will say first messiah messiah ben joseph the son of joseph will suffer for his people will be humiliated will die for his people and the second messiah messiah ben uh, ben David uh, ben David will come and conquer and reign in the world and be the Messiah that everybody is waiting That will bring peace. So I said to that, you have two different offices held by two different Messiah, but really, the only difference between that view and the view that we hold here is that we see that the same person, Yeshua of Nazareth, Jesus, holds mm-hmm. the office of Messiah Ben Yosef at his first coming, and he dies for mm-hmm. the world not just for Israel, mm-hmm. but for the whole world. And then he will hold a second office for eternity uh, mm-hmm. as the king, uh, the, the the ruling uh, Messiah on the throne of David. So to a Jewish person, I say, I agree with your two aspects of the Messiah, but I don't see it into two different Messiah. I see mm-hmm. two offices of the same Messiah, of the same person, which can be uh, you know, documented through, uh, or validated, I should say, uh, through the, uh, the Bible.
2: Yeah. And let's talk about a little bit about that. So what are some of the clues that point to Jesus being the fulfillment of this prophecy?
3: Well, um, we have uh, in uh, the two Gospels, in Matthew and Luke, we have two genealogies. And in the genealogies point to basically this child being born, being the son of Miriam, Mary, and her husband, uh, Yeshua's adoptive father. Uh, so the connection is basically Isaiah, And now we're looking at 700 years past between the, the prediction of Isaiah and the gospel. So this is uh, this is quite a long time in between the two. And I, I would say probably it would be good to link Isaiah 7:14, Emmanuel, God with us, uh, the child will be born of a virgin. And so Isaiah 7:14 and Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 together. And then you have, you fast forward to the gospel of Luke and Matthew in the first few chapters of each of the gospels and you get this virgin birth of a child that is uh, the child of Mary and the Holy Spirit. So there is this human and uh, divine aspect.
1: So Olivier, when we when we look at this prophecy as Gentile believers, I mean, we we know that it's about Jesus just from reading it and it's kind of been drilled into our heads over the years. But for a Jewish seeker, it could be a little bit harder to connect the dots So what do the Hebrew Scriptures and the New Testament tell us about the future fulfillment of this prophecy? We know that some of it was fulfilled when Jesus first came. But what about the future? And would you say this prophecy is connected to any other prophecies in the Tanakh?
3: Well, as I just mentioned, I think it it would it would be good when you look at this prophecy to also study Isaiah 7.14, uh, the virgin birth because this is speaking of a son being given and so you 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 put the two together but uh, to answer your question i think that when you start looking at the messianic prophecies the best way to look at them is to to look at them in the order of the jewish bible from genesis forward to the book of chronicles and because it paints a picture going from a blank canvas, the outline of a, of a person in Genesis 3.15, to son of Abraham, to the tribe of Judah, in Genesis 49.10 and on and on and on. So at the time you're done with the whole uh, Tanakh, the old Jewish Bible, uh, you get a picture that is undeniably the picture of a crisp 4K HD color. Of, of Yeshua the Messiah and uh, so I think it's good to study all messianic prophecies together uh, when you look at nine six and seven it speaks of the divine aspect of a human of a human being which is extremely uncomfortable for Jewish people because that's the one thing that when we talk to Jewish people that is the stumbling block a man cannot become God I've been told this many times and I would, I would agree wholeheartedly with Jewish with the rest of the Jewish people who said that to me. I don't believe a man can become God. But in the case of Yeshua of Nazareth, you know, we believe that, that he's part of, of the triune nature of God. He's the second person of the Trinity. And he became a man and was born, according to that prophecy in Luke 2 and, and, and Matthew 1, he was born to come down to relate to us and to, in his humanity, mm-hmm. die for our sins. But as as the divine, uh, as God Himself, God cannot die. So he really had we need Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 because Yeshua had to be both man and God, so that as God He could atone for our He, he could do what He what He was doing, but as a man He could die for our sins. And so it's a very important prophecy and we need both aspects. And by the way, there are other passages in the Old Testament that actually refer to the triune nature of God. You see the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit in Isaiah, in other places, which is amazing. So it's not a uh, an invention that evangelicals uh, came up with to, to convince the world that the Bible spoke of a, of the Trinity, which was a, a human invention. It is in the Jewish Bible.
2: Olivier, what should we keep in mind as we share about the Prince of Peace, as we talk about the titles we've we've discussed in this episode uh, with our Jewish friends and family members in this season?
3: Well, you know, I, that's a good question. I, I think, you know, referring to the story I told you at the beginning of the episode. Uh, of the podcast, this Jewish man who was very, very knowledgeable in in Hebrew, both biblical Hebrew and conversational Hebrew, uh, was extremely uncomfortable when he read in his own Bible in Hebrew the titles that are described in that in in, in that uh, verse six. So, in, in talking to a Jewish person, I would say, uh, "You're expecting a Messiah to bring peace, um, but he had to bring peace in the heart of man be, before he could bring peace." in the world. Mm. Right. So in his first coming, that's what he did. He brought peace in the heart of man. He, he, he made it available by his death at Calvary. He made it available for man to, to be reconciled with God. And he was going to return at his second coming. Then he will bring peace in the world. So to a Jewish person who says that Yeshua cannot be the Messiah because he didn't bring peace. I would say, I disagree with you. He brought, he's bringing two kinds of peace, the f- peace in the heart of man, uh, available through salvation, through his, his mm-hmm. atonement uh, for on our behalf, and then peace in the world as he comes back as the Messiah to, to, to reign on the Davidic throne.
2: I love that. I I never actually even thought about that. We, we've talked about that question before in, in previous podcasts, but to say as a response to a Jewish person, well, I disagree because he's brought peace to my heart, mm-hmm. um, is very powerful, and you almost can't deny that.
1: Yeah. And since we're supposed to have his peace in our hearts, how can we best represent the Prince of Peace as we wait for his return?
3: Well, it is a thin line that we walk every day, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, representing the Prince of Peace. uh, One of my favorite quotes uh, that I use a lot is, preach the gospel every day, if necessary, use words. So I try in my behavior with uh, my neighbors, my friends, my uh, people I interact with, I try to to behave in a way that they're going to look at me and they're going to go, what is it with this guy? You know, and, and, and by the way, I fail regularly okay so don't don't, yeah. <laughs> don't you think that I've got all the answers but uh, what is it with this guy he's you know he's he's keeping his calm and even though he's going through this difficult time or or and people think like oh you know you're happy and there's a difference between happiness and joy sometimes right. I'm not happy but I have the joy of the Lord that's mm-hmm. different and I have the peace of the Lord the peace of the prince of peace and uh, so I try to in my interaction with people I try the best possible to be what we all should be which is ambassadors of Christ. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, we, are supp- we are supposed to be ambassadors, representative um, of, of the Messiah. It's a tough job. I mean, we do have his spirit living in us. It should not be difficult, but we still wrestle with the fallen nature that still lives in us. So it's every day. It's a mm-hmm. give and take, and uh, we have better days.
2: Olivier, one last question for you, and, and try to transport us a little bit. Bring us to the moment where you were reading these passages, any passage, and you clearly saw Yeshua in that scripture. It could be this Isaiah, this Isaiah chapter where you read. Uh, I just want to know, what was it like for you as a Jewish person to clearly see Yeshua in the Hebrew
3: scriptures? For me, uh, it was a little different. Uh, I... I was given, I was given messianic prophecies to look at by the young girl, young Californian girl who became my wife 38 years ago, <laughs> uh, because I, you know, she wouldn't marry me unless I believe like she did. And so she gave me that she read me the scriptures and I, that was not really impressed. Don't, you know, the same messianic prophecies so that point mm-hmm. to the Messiah. And then she gave me a little book, uh, that uh, I'm going to age myself again. Um, the late great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our listeners will know exactly what book it is. Every time I mention that to, in a group, there's always people raising their hands. Says me too, me too. It was a very powerful book in the '70s, uh, and. Um, uh, so she gave it to me. It was in the, in, in the mid 80s. And that man was taking all the prophecies of the Old Testament and saying, this is pointing to Yeshua, this one, this one, this one. Kind of like what I uh, explained to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said they all have been fulfilled literally. And then he had another part of the book where he said, this is what is yet to come. And I'm looking at all those prophecies and I'm reading them. I'm going like, you know, I, I'm Jewish. Uh, and, you know put it back like 30 40 years ago uh, Jewish Jewish family but I was not exposed to anything religious or spiritual so uh, as my wife likes to say it I was a virgin to any denomination any interpretation she just showed me the word and which was in a sense easier for me because I did not have any Mm. preconceived idea except that I still believe Jesus was not for the Jews because we all do as Jewish people. But I look at those prophecies and it seemed to indicate that it was some person that would come as a savior, as a redeemer, as a Messiah. Uh, and then that that little book that I read showed the progression of the fulfilled and yet to be fulfilled. And I thought, wow, if this was fulfilled literally, which is uh, an amazing. Uh, the probability is an amazing number that you, too many zeros uh, yeah. and I look at the to be fulfilled, and mm-hmm. there's 109 prophecies that are being fulfilled by Yeshua, and there's wow. over 200. I think it's 224, yet to be fulfilled. If they have all been fulfilled 100% literally, why should the rest of them not be fulfilled literally? And that got mm-hmm. me really thinking. This is very precise. This is all about the same person, and I thought this. You know, this, this makes sense. So it was not. To me, it was not Isaiah 53 or Isaiah 96 or Isaiah 714. It was the, uh, the, the, the grand narrative of all the messianic prophecies put together and what happened, what's going to happen. There's no reason to believe it's allegorical. It's all literal. And that really impressed me.
2: One day, there'll be no more pain. There'll be no more loss. There'll be no more waiting. Peace is on its way. Our happiest day on earth is nothing compared to the peace that we're gonna experience when Yeshua returns and reigns forever. So do not give up hope as you wait. And remember that we are called to be peacemakers. We are to share this message of peace in our words and actions all year long. As we wrap up this episode, I would just ask if you would consider giving a gift to Chosen People Ministries so that we can continue to extend peace to the Jewish people all around the world. We are passionate and we love and we care about the Jewish people and we feel they deserve to know that Yeshua is their Messiah. You can do that today by visiting our Hope Podcast Dot com backslash support. Again, that's ourhopepodcast.com backslash support. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Our Hope featuring Chosen People Ministry staff member Olivier Melnick. This episode was produced and written by Nicole Vaca and produced and edited by Grace Sweet. This episode was also made possible thanks to Dr. Mitch Glazer and Kyron Bautista. I'm Abe Vasquez. Until next time.
1: Thanks for listening to Our Hope. If you like our show and want to know more, check out OurHopePodcast.com or ChosenPeople.com. You can also support our podcast by giving today at OurHopePodcast.com slash support. See you next time.